Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. And welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Your host today is Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And I'm your moderator today, Kenny Rommeyer. We are here to answer your questions about your health and how to make responsible choices that can change your life. In addition to our satellite audience, we want to welcome our listeners from St. Louis Station 1380 The Pulse, the first 24-hour health and wellness radio station and streaming on TuneIn Radio. Today's topic is what are the three signs that you may be having a heart attack in women and how is that different from men, our special guest today is Dr. T.J. Williams, a nationally recognized chiropractor and diplomat from the American Board of Chiropractors, host also of Wellness 101 on News Talk 97.1 right there in St. Louis. Our toll-free number is 877-956-9566 for any of your questions today, or you can text us at 512 512- Two one nine zero seven two four. Those numbers again. You can give us a call at eight seven seven nine five six nine five six six, or send us a text at five one two two one nine zero seven two four. And as always, check our website healthychoicesxm.com for podcast on our previous shows. Well, Ray, it's February, and that's National Heart Month, right? Well, that's exactly right. You know, we go through this every year, and everybody talks about uh, chocolate and champagne. But did you realize that the this is Heart Healthy Month as well? And what's more important is that heart attacks is the number one killer in women. And what we feel is that many times women just don't understand what some of the signs are. They think it's the same as men. And that seems that's what the misunderstanding is. And Dr. TJ is going to be an an expert in this area in cardiovascular health. And he's going to go through the details of what the different signs are. And and again, many times in women, it can be as simple as indigestion or reflux symptoms or a pain in the back. And, And this is what many times people don't really associate with heart disease, or a heart attack coming on. And so let's welcome Dr. T.J. Williams to our program today. Dr. Williams, thanks so much for being with us on Healthy Choices XM. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be, uh, to be called and asked to do this. Uh, as you know, cardiovascular disease is something that I'm very passionate about, and we enjoy helping as many people as we can and getting as much information out there as possible. You know, Dr. Williams, we, we, we said that initially before we got you on that it, it seems to be so misunderstood as to what the symptoms of a heart attack are in women. And, and this is something that we don't teach uh, enough of. Many times people, the only time they hear about what the symptoms of a heart attack are, they listen to, the, listen to TV or you know, listen to movies. or But there, there's no education as to what the signs are for women. And this is the reason why we invited you here on a, a, as a guest today to talk about uh, th- this and maybe educate our listeners. What are the signs that women should be looking for in, if they're having a heart attack? 
Yeah, so you're right. The education, it seems like it's it's all really and truly focused toward men. And like you said, it's it's still the number one killer in women as well. And where it differs, women oftentimes have this nausea or like heartburn type of, of reaction that they just may dismiss as something that they ate or something like that. And then they also will have, like with men, one of the big signs is jaw pain and, and radiating pain down the left arm. Well, in women, they don't necessarily get the jaw pain, and they don't necessarily get the, right, uh, the left arm pain. They, in fact, will get right shoulder and right arm pain, which is the exact opposite of all of the information that's out there. But the key one, the one that seems to get overlooked the most, especially in my profession as a chiropractor, is the pain that goes straight back in between the shoulder blades a lot of people that go to chiropractors or massage therapists, they think, you know what, I'm just tight. I'm feeling this, this pain or pressure right in the middle of my spine. If I go get an adjustment or get a massage or maybe get some acupuncture, that that'll take care of the issue. And if we're just chasing the pain, then, yeah, I, I understand why you would go right to it. But the problem is we could be missing a very, very serious condition with a female having a heart attack. Well, that's exactly right. Many people, they, they feel that they just need to take another trip to their chiropractor and they get an, they get an adjustment. And so this is something that when you see in your clinic, you ask a, a number of different questions before you do any type of, like you said, chasing the pain. Uh, and maybe this is some of the, do you have some, some tips that our listeners can uh, to look for if they have these, if, if they go into a chiropractor or if they go into the physician as to qualify the type of pain that they're talking about. Yeah, it, and that's this is where it becomes very difficult, and it's difficult for physicians as well, because oftentimes it really truly is just maybe heartburn, or maybe it really truly is just some dysfunction or muscle tightness in our back. I mean, we all have horrible posture. We maybe are eating foods that disagree with us. But just like in men, women 40 years and older – we're really increasing our risk of cardiovascular events because these things started in our in our teens and 20s with lifestyle choices and the foods that we eat and things like that. So in all honesty, if this is something that's going on and it, you're, it keeps happening over and over and over again, I just recommend to people get tested, get checked. And unfortunately, it's not just finding out our cholesterol levels that are important here, because cholesterol, as you know, and for some of our listeners who do know, and maybe those who don't, cholesterol is not a very good predictor of cardiovascular disease. Well, that's exactly right. And I wanted you to comment on an article that was just published. It was new research from Tulane University in New Orleans that mentions that statins is talking about is the heart disease drug that speeds up the aging process warns new research that the statins can be causing problems with our stem cells and causing the body and also the heart to age faster and not repair. This was, this was a research published out of the American Journal of Physiology. It shows that the statins may speed up the aging process. Just wanted to see if you've heard this before and, and what your recommendations are for patients that are, are on statins just for prevention. Sure. I Actually, yes, I have heard about this. Um, you know, we throw it out there like this. Sometimes medications are important, and I completely understand that. And sometimes someone just needs a little bit of help. 
And a statin may be the answer short term. But long term, statins are creating bigger problems than we know. Not only are they are they dealing with the issues that you were just talking about, about speeding up the aging process, statin medications by design block this process called the mevalonate pathway. And I know that's a mouthful, but really what it's doing is it's it as soon as you block that entire pathway, you shut off the body's ability to make CoQ10. Coenzyme Q10 is a is a fat soluble antioxidant, kind of like a vitamin, but not quite. And it's extremely important for energy production. We also decrease our production of this product called Dolly Coal. And Dolly Coal is something that's found in the brain. It's in high concentrations in, in a particular area of the brain called the substantia nigra. And when these levels decrease, we end up seeing Parkinsonian-like symptoms. And you guys can go out there, all you listeners, and, and research and find out about Parkinsonian syndrome and Parkinson's disease and see that that's directly tied to the substantia nigra. And, and Dolly Cole is the thing that we're talking about here. It also changes our, our body's ability to replicate DNA. Once you change the body's ability to replicate DNA, you're speeding up the aging process. And so statins long-term are, are not the answer. The answer is to find out what's causing the cholesterol to be elevated and address that issue. As a short-term quick fix, yeah, that may be fine, but really we need to get to the root cause and address the root of the issue. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're, our phones are open at 877-956-9566. You can also text us at 512-219-0724. Any questions about, uh, for Dr. Williams about your heart or especially any women that may have some questions, feel free to give us a call at 877-956-9566. Dr. Williams, you're talking about the brain and Parkinsonian symptoms. We, we've, in our show, that we've seen a trend, an uptick in Parkinsonian symptoms in younger patients, and we're also seeing Alzheimer's in younger patients and dementia. Do you feel that the lifestyle choices and also possibly the huge increase in the statins maybe contributing to some of these uh, increased numbers? I, I, I do. I think it's very possible. Do, do we have a clear-cut definition? I'm not really sure that the research is there to back it, but, boy, from a clinical standpoint, we sure can. I was actually just looking at, the, uh, at, the, at a research study done by, I believe it was the NIH, um, that talked about the increases in, in cholesterol-lowering medications, all forms, from 2003 to 2012. In 2003, we had 19% of people over the age of 40 taking a cholesterol-lowering agent. In 2012, we had uh, almost 40% of people taking a cholesterol, over the age of 40 taking a cholesterol-lowering agent. So we've doubled the amount of people over the age of 40 taking some sort of cholesterol-lowering medication, and yet we're still we're scratching our heads saying, well, why are we seeing this rise in in Parkinson's and cognitive impairments and all these things? I, I really think just common sense should be should be involved somewhere. Exactly. Uh, and, and also in your practice, you do a lot of natural remedies that actually that have been found to be very helpful for heart health and one of the one of the articles that was just published that from the in hospital of Helsinki Finland that talked about 
IV and also oral vitamin C is very powerful for healing the heart, especially after surgery. You know, this is kind of something that's not mainstream here in this country, but they, they actually showed that the reduction of atrial fibrillation, very common after a heart attack, is reduced by over 30% by just being using uh, oral, excuse me, uh, oral vitamin C and improved by over 73% by IV vitamin C. So we're seeing that there's natural medicines and nat- nutritional therapy that is very beneficial from the heart. And you've seen this a lot in your practice, and you have a number of different formulations that have been very beneficial. Uh, maybe you can share with our, our listeners that as well. Yeah, actually, we do. Um, our clinic is, we're one of the few clinics, we, we're here in St. Louis, that we actually offer IV vitamin C as well. But some of our patients are so far from us. We have lots of patients from all over the country. They call us, we do a lot of telemedicine, we treat people from that drive several hours to see us. And so some of those people, it's just kind of inconvenient for them to be able to come into our clinic and and make use of the IV nutrition. So we do a lot of oral. And as far as vitamin C goes, I can't find a better form than liposomal vitamin C. I'm very particular. I like a a liquid formula. Um, I've created my own uh, nutritional line uh, several years ago. I had a partner in that, and we created this line called Optimal Nutraceuticals, and we carry a a fat-soluble liposomal form of vitamin C. It's liquid. It's extremely highly uh, absorbable. And the thing that we like about it is that it's as close, liposomal vitamin C is as close as you can get to IV vitamin C as far as saturating the blood with levels of vitamin C. And I once heard, I forget who told me this, and I forget where where it came from. I'm, I'm definitely not taking credit for it. But I heard someone say once that Basically, cardiovascular disease is simply arterial scurvy. There are humans, we, we don't make vitamin C, so we have to get it from external sources. We're missing one of, the, one of the four critical enzymes to actually manufacture vitamin C. Humans don't have. There are a couple other mammals on the, on the earth that, that can't make vitamin C, and we have to get it from foods that we eat or nutritional supplements. And we really need a whole lot more than what the recommended daily allowance is. People have to remember that the recommended daily allowance is really just a number that you need to prevent the disease associated with that vitamin. So with vitamin C, it's all you need is this much, whatever it is, I think it's 90 or 100 milligrams to prevent scurvy. Well, scurvy is a long way from optimal health, and it's definitely a long way from preventing some form of cardiovascular disease. So I'm a big fan of, of liposomal vitamin C. We use a lot of it. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Our phone numbers are 877-956-9566. We're talking to Dr. T.J. Williams, a nationally recognized chiropractor and diplomat from the American Board of Chiropractors, talking about heart health today as this is a celebratory show on women's health and also since this is Heart Healthy Month. And check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com, for any of our past broadcasts and some of the products that are talked about on on today's show. Dr. TJ, you talked about vitamin C, which is an antioxidant. You talked about CoQ10, which is an antioxidant. And if if many medications are reducing 
antioxidants, especially many of these patients may be taking six or seven medications. So what you're talking about is the, the level of antioxidants in these patients is maybe extremely low if they're taking a lot of different prescription med- medications. And is this is this a contributing factor, you believe, to maybe the reason why so many women are have so many, this is the number one killer in, in women is heart attacks? Yeah, I, I actually do believe that. You know, antioxidants are are so important to us, and we we burn through them very quickly. And once we start the oxidation process, and this this process called lipid peroxidation, that's when the when our cells are actually just breaking down, and it, havoc is being wreaked inside of our bodies. We have to try to do something to put the fire out. We have to do something to stop all of this oxidation, and antioxidants are the way to go. And you really you have to get a mix of, of water-soluble and fat-soluble. You, know, you have to use your vitamin C, which is a water-soluble antioxidant. CoQ10 is, is more of a fat-soluble antioxidant. Another one I like to use is vitamin E, an E-complex. That's a fat-soluble um, uh, antioxidant as well. And when you're looking for vitamin E for listeners out there, please try to find a vitamin E that is is a mixed tocopherol, tocotrienol blend, meaning you want to look at that label and you want to see that it has alpha, beta, gamma, and delta tocopherols and tocotrienols. So all of those things are important. There's eight pieces to vitamin E, and they all need to be there. And usually they show up in the right ratios. You're not looking for, you know, certain numbers of things. They just naturally kind of occur that way. You want to stay away from things that are just alpha tocopherols because that can kind of throw your body out of balance. And we definitely want to stay away from forms like DL alpha tocopherol. That's actually a synthetic form of vitamin E that really has no use being in the human body. You know, many of the listeners, we may be getting some calls here from some cardiologists because... We have found that in the literature that vitamin E has, was taken off the list as a, a supplement all oh, about five years ago because of a study that showed people taking vitamin E had actually an increase cardiovascular events. But I believe that was mainly because they were taking the wrong, the study was on the wrong kind of vitamin E. Am I correct? Yeah, that's actually, that is correct. It's very common for for us to see. I mean, if you go to a store, you can just pick up the E's and vitamin E's and just look at them. And they're, most all of them are DL alpha tocopherol. And that's really not a form that's, that's usable by the human body. We got to make sure if we're doing research and we're making comments about a vitamin that we're using the form that the body actually utilizes. I'm just, I, I research sometimes misses the boat and, you know, they have a good intention for looking at something, but they miss the boat a little bit on, on what, what it is that they're actually looking at. So I think so. We we we've talking about vitamin C, vitamin uh, vitamin E, and also the liposomal forms. We find that this is this type of technology is found in in only sold to practitioners because of the strength and being also the the potencies. They all one of the other master uh, antioxidants. My favorite is glutathione is what the body makes itself, but many times is deficient. Have you used a lot of glutathione in your practice as well? Uh, yes, actually, we use tons of glutathione. We actually have people that come to our clinic to receive IV glutathione specifically. They hear about it. They want the benefits of it. Glutathione is the master antioxidant. If we're going to pick right. just one, that's what we're after is that master 
And it, it does so many things in the body. And there are a lot of processes and problems and things that can happen in the body that can limit our own production of glutathione. We make it, but sometimes we lack the raw materials to be able to make it. Well, our phones are open at 877-956-9566. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're here to answer any of your calls today. Or you can text us at 512-219-0724. And also, before we, we, before we forget, because some of our listeners, uh, we got a couple of texts asking your contact information of your website. Before we take a break, this may be a good time for you to give a little bit of information Dr. Williams, about your your clinic and your website. Yeah, we uh, I operate the uh, Institute of Natural Health. It's located in St. Louis, Missouri, and you can find us online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. There you can click on all our links. You can find us and click on all our social media. We have everything linked to the to the website there. It's full of information. Feel free to browse around. You can shoot us emails and ask us specific questions, whatever, however you want to communicate with us. And Ray, as you just mentioned, we're coming up on a on a short break. Before we do that, let's kind of recap for our listeners that might have just joined us. It is Heart Healthy Month, and we're talking about some of the key differences of of heart attacks for women and how they can pick up on that versus uh, the key differences of uh, you know the kind of things that that might trigger a heart attack in men. And and let's let's just make sure that we're we're hitting the highlights there. And then what are we going to talk about the next half hour, Ray? It's a, the important thing that is for people to understand, especially women, if they're just calling in, is that if many times you have just a pain that may be between your shoulders, uh, and it may be just something you feel that it needs to be stretched out. It may be something that is telling a different tune. What Doctor TJ has just mentioned is don't really want to chase the pain. And it's a different arm pain for women and men. So this is the reason why don't really don't ignore some of the symptoms that you may be having and thinking it's just something minimal because sometimes indigestion, right? Uh, TJ is also an indication that there may be something else going on, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Something as simple as just a little bit of indigestion can be indicating a, a much bigger problem. And after our break, we're going to go into a little bit more details about some of the preventative foods that you can use to improve your your heart health and also some lifestyle choices. And especially this article that was just talking about sugar as is probably the cause or the root cause evil of almost all of our natural or excuse me, most of our traditional chronic diseases today. And and I want uh, uh, Dr. Williams to go through that with us because we want people to have solutions and be able to make good choices in their health. And as opposed to just saying that it's inevitable that I'm going to get a heart attack. Right, Dr. Williams? Yeah. And the thing is, all these all of these cardiovascular things, all the stuff that's associated with it, completely preventable and completely reversible. You just have to be proactive about it. What's uh, Dr. Williams, with only a minute or so before our quick break, what's one of the most common misconceptions, would you say, for men and women about heart health or about heart attacks specifically? <laughs> Going by feeling. People seem to think that symptoms are what drive this. And unfortunately, half of the people who have their very first heart attack this year are going to die from it. 
That's a morbid reality, but it's so true. Half of the population that have their first heart attack, 587,000 people are going to have an event this year, and half of them are going to die from it. And their very first symptom is going to be dying. They're not going to have the chest pain. They're not going to have the arm pain. They're not going to have the jaw pain. They're just going to fall over. And when, they, when all their friends get together to talk about Joe or Mary that just had a heart attack and passed away, they're going to say, well, I just saw her yesterday, and she seemed fine. Everything was going great. She just went for a jog. We, you have to be proactive. Testing needs to be a very important piece of the puzzle. We've got to figure out and make sure that we're doing everything that we can. And we have to go beyond testing of just things like a cholesterol panel, a simple lipid panel, because as we've said before, cholesterol is not a predictor of cardiovascular events. You've got to take the testing a step further. Lots more to come in the second half hour of Healthy Choices XM. Your host is Ray Solano and our special guest, Dr. TJ Williams. Stay with us and give us a call here on Healthy Choices XM, 
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. And welcome back to another half hour of Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Your host today, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. I'm your moderator, Kenny Rahmeyer, and we are so pleased today to have as our special guest, Dr. T.J. Williams, nationally recognized chiropractor and diplomat from the American Board of Chiropractors, also hosts his own program, Wellness 101, on News Talk 97.1, right there in St. Louis. We certainly welcome all of our listeners in St. Louis on Station 1380, The Pulse, the first 24-hour health and wellness radio station, also streaming on Tune in radio. And so we welcome all of our audience, certainly our satellite audience. And you can give us a call today, 877 956 9566, or you can send us a text message at 512 219 0724. As it's Heart Healthy Month, and among other things, we are today talking about just the signs that you may be having a heart attack and how that's so different in women. Than men. Let's get back to our host, Ray Solano. Ray, and Doctor Williams, you know, before the break, you you put together some a lot of information about different types of supplements, but also a very startling statistic that I want our listeners to just, if you just tuned in, to to be able to recite it one more time. As the amount of people, the especially women who get their first heart attack, their survival rate is close to, close to 50%. Is that correct, Dr. Yep. Williams? That is correct. The number one symptom of half of all people who will have a heart attack this year is going to be death. As, and you as said, horrible you said as it's over 587,000 people. So I guess we should probably, hopefully we've got the attention of some of our listeners that this is this is something that's very important. It's not something that you're going to go to the hospital for and you're going to be in recovery, you may never ever get to the hospital, right? Correct. That's exactly correct. I was I was looking up uh, for my show tomorrow. I was actually going to do a cardiovascular talk as well. So it's wonderful that this is all blending together. I was looking up World Health Organization statistics. And in 2015, which is the earliest information that we have, the number one and number two killers in the world are heart attack, ischemic heart disease, and stroke, okay? Mayo Clinic actually still defines stroke as a part of cardiovascular disease as it should be. That means what they calculated is that 15 million people worldwide died in 2015 from cardiovascular disease. Numbers three through 10 barely combined added up to 15 million deaths. So it's, it's important to pay attention to some of the tips that you're going to come up with for prevention for yep. our patients and also for treatment if you are getting some, uh, you feel like you may be one of those symptoms that we've talked about. But before we get into that, one, we had a couple of texts from our listeners. And again, that phone number is 512-219-0724. And some of the questions were... They were questioning the types of supplements that to, to, to take. They seemed like we went over a bunch of numbers over vitamin E and, and vitamin C, the different types. It's really important 
that they deal with a health professional probably before they make these choices because you and I, we do it all the time, but we went through a lot of training. But most people, the availability of going to the grocery store or going to any of the big box stores and picking something off the shelf is probably not the best idea, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. With with nutritional supplementation, it's really truly you get what you pay for. And if you're out there just bargain shopping for the cheapest product, you're really not doing yourself as good a service. You're better off finding a health professional in your area that carries a professional line of products. There are several out there. There are a lot of practitioners that are carrying these things. And go there and and buy a high-quality product, one that you know is going to be the proper form, the right amount of things, and and maybe even get some counseling on on the level of of nutritional supplement that you could take because sometimes the dosing on the bottle is just may not necessarily be the best for you. You may you may benefit from taking a little more than that or maybe even a little less than that. It just kind of depends on your unique situation. You know, doctor, a quick question for you. So many times when we have physicians as guests and they'll tell us a lot of times off the air how much they appreciate a well-informed patient. And I guess I'd like to ask you, Give our listeners a couple of tips or a couple of thoughts. What are a couple of key questions for men and for women that they should ask of their physicians about their heart health? Oh, that, that's a that's a fantastic question. Some things that they can ask are just simply things revolving around testing. Am I being tested for all of the inflammatory markers that we know about for cardiovascular disease? Because Really and truly, what I find that at the root of a lot of, of cardiovascular disease are inflammatory markers. Testing for some of these things, they, they're some weird names, but they're extremely important. Making sure that these people test for their homocysteine level, test for their cholesterol particle sizes, test for things like myeloperoxidase or high-sensitivity C-reactive protein. If they can get something or find someone in their area that can run tests like that, those numbers are very, very predictive of future cardiovascular event. They really put people into risk categories much better than just simply a, a cholesterol panel is going to do. I would say that's probably the number one thing that they can do. And also ask their doctor what they know about the nutrition. And the doctors, the, they need to find someone who, who's educated and knows that for health, what types of foods they should be eating, what types of meats, what types of, of fats, what types of fruits and vegetables should they be consuming. And so you, just in summary, you said be sure and ask about, am I being tested for all the markers, and and also to get some, some good input from their physician about nutrition guidelines, things that are heart healthy that we should be eating. Correct. That's, that's, that's my opinion. Um, you know, if, if, if your doctor doesn't really know, well, find a different one uh, or find yeah. someone who does know. Somebody well, else. the reason I asked that, Ray, is because if for those of us who, as far as we know, we've never had a symptom of mm-hmm. a heart attack right. and the startling statistic that you and Dr. Williams have been talking about, sometimes you may not even get a second chance. Then if we haven't had one of those symptoms, we, we definitely want to try to be asking the right questions when we're talking to our doctors. Well, and also, I think it's also the type of blood tests that you get, you know, as opposed to focusing on just cholesterol, the inflammatory markers, because we know uh, this is heart disease is an inflammatory disease and it's caused by many times uh, some of the diets that we have. 
But there's a lot of markers that are not standard in most tests that are have come a long way. So I think that people should be a little bit careful and make sure that their doctor does the a cardiac panel that tests the most modern or most the most, I guess, unique enzymes that are sometimes elevated with cardiovascular events, but also a simple thing is C-reactive protein. It's a very simple protein that talks about the inflammation levels in the whole body. So I don't think you have to spend a lot of money, but I think people should shift away from the thought of what is my cholesterol numbers? My cholesterol number is good. I'm taking a statin. I'm fine. And I think that's the the, the, the bottom line here. And, and Doctor, we had one of our we had a text that comes in and asking some questions about specific B vitamins. I know that you, you and I have spoken about that before. That's also as a, is a component here, especially for C-reactive proteins and some of these others inflammatory markers. If you can talk about some of the B vitamins and why they're important for your vessel health. Yeah, absolutely. So B vitamins are, they're, considered cofactors. B vitamins are necessary for a lot of different types of reactions that take place in the body. And sometimes we as humans don't really do a very good job of of turning these vitamins into their activated forms. So we want to make sure and take a B complex vitamin that is has all the activated forms. We need the phosphorylated forms. There'll be things like riboflavin 5-phosphate or we're taking methylated forms like methylfolate or methylcobalamin. We want to make sure and take these activated forms so we don't have to rely on our body to convert them, and that will give us the the best chances of of working through some of these enzyme reactions to help us reduce our risk and reduce our, our overall problems. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Our special guest today is Dr. T.J. Williams, your host in studio here in Austin, Texas, Ray Solano, as we're talking about heart health, and that's especially for women and for men. Here's the phone number and still plenty of time for you to join us at 877-956-9566, or you can send us a text at 512-219-0724. Ray? And Dr. Doctor, we talked about it at the beginning of the, excuse me, before our break, we were going to go into sh- sugar, the debate about sugar. You know, we've talked about it many times before. I think it's very timely to discuss it because it is the root cause of so many chronic diseases. Gary Tubbs wrote a book that the case against sugar, the devastating critique of the way the sugar industry has shaped nutritional science. And in his book, he's talking about the overconsumption of sugar is the cause almost all chronic diseases, including cancer. And on, on top of it, it seems like we know this is a problem. Unfortunately, there was an article that was also just published saying that we cannot quit our sodas. The data are showing that the trend of Americans giving up sweet drinks is flatlined. Kids are consuming still an astounding amount of sugar. So it appears we know that there's the evil out there of sugar, but unfortunately we're still addicted to it. Uh, Do you concur? Do you have any survival tips for your patients or for our listeners is to to convince them once and for all that this is probably the single most thing that they can take out of their diet to prevent many of the statistics you just talked about? 
You're absolutely right. And you, you hit the nail on the head when you said addicted, because sugar is more addictive than some illegal narcotics and illegal drugs. It's more addictive than cocaine. And so we're we're putting something into our bodies that is just extremely addictive. It, it hits and lights up all of the pleasure centers of our brain. And one of the things that I tell my patients when they're trying to eliminate sugar, if someone comes in and we, we figure out that they're, they're consuming too much sugar, either they know it or we know it and we're working with them, we tell them to make sure and increase their consumption of good, healthy fats, especially at breakfast. By getting good, healthy fats in our diet, we, we level out our blood sugar throughout the day, and it's extremely important to get those things in at breakfast because if our breakfast consists of, you know, sugary cereal and some milk and toast, and we're not really putting fat and protein into our body. We're just creating that sugar spike. And then a couple hours later, we're creating that crash. And then we're, we're creating that craving to get more sugar. And then all we're doing is yo-yoing our blood sugar all day. And we're having these cravings. And, and all we're doing is just eating more sugary foods. And we're searching for that pleasure center being activated. Instead, we can shift to eating foods that are much higher in fat content, healthy fats, things like coconut oil and avocado oil and olive oil, and eating lots of protein for breakfast. Get 30, 40 grams of protein in your breakfast and really help set up the tone for the entire day to stabilize our blood sugars. You know, Ray, as we're talking about some of these uh, good, healthy foods for our hearts, I know you wanted to make sure that we touched on some of those other good healthy foods before we uh, conclude our show today. You know, it's really important that people identify certain foods that are good for your your heart, especially if your family history is sensitive to cardiovascular disease. And some of the ones that we have on our list that uh, you just mentioned, you talked about avocado as a superfood. And I guess we get, get the list of at least the top five superfoods and put the avocados in there is not a, a fat that is bad for you, but is very good for you and high levels of vitamin B6. And it's also, like you just mentioned, a good source of vitamin E. So that is also very healthy for the heart. Uh, one of the other ones that many people may not like is oily fishes. Well, salmon is one of them, but sardines and mackerel is also very, very high in omega-3s. And our society doesn't eat very many sardines for breakfast, but I guess that would be that would be, I would say, a beneficial, be a good breakfast, but try it sometimes. I've had some people, many times in Mediterranean diets, they do have these oily fishes for breakfast. So that's a good start. And then also, at the top of the list, Dr. Williams, hopefully you agree with me, in this list is garlic, is probably the number one beneficial antioxidant for that protects against heart disease. And I wanted to see your opinion if you if you concur with those lists. Yeah, I I do like garlic. I mean, garlic has been shown to help with coronary heart disease. It decreases risk of heart attacks. It helps increase blood flow. It is yeah, it's extremely important. But I think it's also the allicetin, the active ingredient in garlic, is sensitive, and it has to be. Sometimes there's a supplement called aged garlic that's very beneficial, but it's important the way that it's cooked or let it rest before you cook it or even have it raw is probably beneficial. But uh, cooking it can be damaging to the allicetin, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, garlic 
the 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 high allison content that's that's what you're after and you know sometimes people don't like the taste of garlic and that's okay there are there are garlic supplements out there that are, are really high in this stuff and they don't have the taste and they don't make your breath smell and things like that just it's it's really really good for your heart I'm going to offer up something. It's it's purely anecdotal, uh, Ray and, and Dr. Williams, and yet I, I do some volunteer work with some Alzheimer's patients here in Austin. And it's interesting, in a, in a large group, as I've talked to them one-on-one, the number of those Alzheimer's patients or those that have been diagnosed with dementia of some kind who have either diabetes or heart-related issues as a part of their background I'm not suggesting that's the only reason that they have cognitive or dementia-related issues, but it is a constant across many that I've talked to uh, who now are dealing with that difficult disease. That's exactly right. It seems to be very common uh, when you have some very difficult chronic diseases. It appears that the body's inflammatory cycles, especially in immune uh, balances, the brain takes the brunt of it. So any type of very serious illness or infection, it brings a core, what we see is probably a accelerated neurodegeneration that occurs for that these patients end up getting dementia or Alzheimer's at higher frequency. So it's really important that when people have some of these chronic diseases that they attack it with the nutritional deficiencies they get at the same time because the body can have this other cascade that'll bring on eventually a higher risk for dementia and Alzheimer's. So that's why it's a, it's important to have uh, practitioners like yourself, Dr. Williams, to be it when people get, they don't have to get sick. Prevention is much better, but if you do get sick, it's important to take a very aggressive stance so that you get a, you get a, I guess a survival and your body's able to heal itself. And many times it takes, what, three months to come full, I guess, full circle to heal a very chronic disease. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Williams? Yeah, it takes three months. Sometimes it's a little longer, and, and sometimes it's due to a patient not being quite as compliant or maybe their, their situation is, is a little worse than, than previously anticipated. But you really hit the nail on the head when you, when you said that the body can heal itself. I mean, that's, it's so true. The body... It strives for health, and all you have to do is make sure that you're giving it everything that it needs. That's, that's what we do at the Institute of Natural Health. We give the body what it needs, and then we just sit back and get out of the way and let it do its own work. It will heal itself. It doesn't, the, the human body does not want to be sick. It's not striving for sickness. It's not fighting against you. It wants to be well. And it does a very good job of robbing Peter to pay Paul. If, if we're missing something, our body will steal it from somewhere else. If we're missing calcium in our blood, we'll steal it from our bones and create osteoporosis. This sort of stuff happens. But if we have everything that we need, the body tries to right itself. It wants to right the ship. Just give it what it needs and step back and get out of the way. I mean, that's we're, we're all about the little motto of our clinic is common sense, science-based health care. We just Tell people, look, this is all it takes, and this is all you have to do. Just give it this and step back and get out of the way, and don't let your head get in the, in the way of healing. And it's amazing. It's, it's like many miracles every day happening in our clinic from people just giving the body what it needs. And I suppose it goes without saying, but we do want to mention an active lifestyle it can certainly be helpful with a healthy heart. Right, Doctor? 
That's exactly right. There's no pill, powder, or potion that can do as much for you as what exercise can do. I heard that from a, a friend of mine. I've used it over and over again. It's a great saying. Get out, get active, move. The exercise is so imperative to not only heart health, but overall health. And when it's in the 60s there in St. Louis on a winter day, right, doctor? No excuse to not get outside, right? I know, right? It was a beautiful day here today. <laughs> well, what? here in Austin as well, we're having a great Texas winter here, right? That's right. And please text us anytime during the week of this show. We had a great dialogue with Dr. Williams, and a lot of people podcast this show, and they want to get a hold of myself or Dr. Williams. Please text us at 512-219-0724, and you can call us today. We've got a few more minutes before our show, 877-956-9566. And before we leave today, we're going to get your contact information, Dr. Williams. Maybe you can briefly go through maybe your perfect heart-healthy diet for day one for tomorrow for our for our listeners sure perfect diet get rid of the sugar at breakfast get up eat yourself some 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 good lean healthy protein um, grass-fed meats preferably stuff that's not full of antibiotics or hormones Um, make sure you're getting plenty of good fats fruits and vegetables try to eat as organic as you possibly can and we oftentimes get people in our clinic saying, well, organic costs more and, and this and that. Yes, that's true. But CBS News did a report that the cost of a heart attack is about a million dollars when you involve direct and indirect costs. So that's wow. way more expensive wow. than, than a $5 you know, bag of potatoes that are organic, sweet potatoes that are organic. So it's just, it's, it's you know, cost and benefit. And if we would as a society, drive more towards buying organic, we're going to cause those, those producers of foods to, to provide more organic. I mean, we see this just in the gluten-free section in a, in a grocery store. There are way more choices than there were even two years ago because that exactly. industry is just growing. We're consuming more of those, those types of products. And if we just choose to go organic, it's going to drive the cost of those things down, and there's going to be more of it. You're not going to be you relegated know, the- to a small little section. Think of that Girl Scouts are selling Girl Scouts cookies this time of month. There are gluten-free Girl Scout cookies now. How about that? And right. that they have lots of sugar in them, and that's that the problem. True. When a lot of the gluten-free items, they have lots of sugar, so be careful. And one of our listeners wants to know, all right, we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day next week. We're going to have a lot of chocolate. Do you have your choices for, uh, for chocolate that is going to be healthy for the heart? The healthier is always going to be dark. The darker, the better. Um, try to get as organic as possible. Um, try to stay away from the milk chocolates and things like that. Just dark chocolate all the way. Dr. Williams, in 30 seconds, how about your contact information there in St. Louis? Sure. The Institute of Natural Health. Um, we're located in the University Club Tower, right across the street from the Galleria Mall. We're very easy to find. Our website, the Institute of com. Our phone number is 314-293-8123. We like to tell everyone that we're your home for common sense, science-based health care. And, Ray, if they'd like to get in touch with you about this program after the show. Yeah, please call us at 512-219-0724, or you can text us at that number, and we'll get back to you and give you some other 
heart-healthy tips. And real quickly, Ray, what's coming up next week? Next week, we've got another show with, from Progressive Medicals from Atlanta. It's going to give us some more tips on integrative health and how you can survive some of the insults from environmental exposures. Thanks so much for being with us on Healthy Choices XM. Dr. Williams, thanks so much to you as well. And be sure and visit our website, healthychoicesxm.com.